invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today for Song of the Soul, we welcome Freebo. We'll learn more about the name later, but up front, I want you to know about the panorama of Freebo's music. For many years, he was known as the go-to guy with the fretless bass he plays, and so he has performed, recorded, or toured with the likes of Ringo Starr, Crosby, Stills, Nash, John Mayall, and many others, and including the 10 years he played with Grammy Award winner Bonnie Raitt. In midlife, Freebo added songwriting to his work, and his lyrics are laden with undercurrents and sometimes overcurrents of spiritual lessons and truths. Freebo joins us by phone today from Southern California. Freebo, thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Great to be here, Mark. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. How long have you been in Southern California? Let's see, I came out in 1974 to move out here. First came out in 68, the summer of love with the band up to uh, San Francisco, came down to L.A. for one day, and then uh, came out with uh, Bonnie, started working with Bonnie in 71, spent some time out here on and off and decided to move out in 74, so what's that, about 42 years? Have you yeah. been up in the mountains where you're at all that time? No, no. We just moved up for about five years ago. I was I was in L.A. in West Hollywood just about all that time. So are you a city boy at heart? No, I come from a little coal town in eastern Pennsylvania, a little town called Mahanoy City near Pottsville. So I'm a small town boy, and then I became cosmopolitanized when I went to school outside of Philadelphia, Swarthmore, and wanted to continue with the University of Pennsylvania. And that's where I met the guys, and we formed the Edison Electric Band, which was a band that stayed together for five years, during which we got a record deal with Atlantic, and that's where I got my early rock and roll experience. And in 68, met a, an 18-year-old freshman from Radcliffe, Bonnie Raitt, and she became a fan of the band. And uh, when we broke up in 71, she had just gotten her record deal with Warner Brothers and asked if I would like to make a record with her and do some touring. And, and uh, I said, sure. And so that lasted over 10 years and it was a pretty amazing time. Bonnie covered a lot of territory. Is that the point when she got up to, I don't know, Grammys? or? Oh, you... no, no. This is way before that. This is like 71 to 81. Her Grammy stuff didn't happen until basically, I think it was 1990 or 91, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, I was in the early days, you know, before the fame came along. I mean, she was, you know, somewhat known, but it was more of a, you know, well-known underground type of thing, which was great, you know, because I mean, we made the reputation on the music, not on the notoriety. 
I want to publicly thank Juliana McDowell for pointing me in your direction when I interviewed her for Song of the Soul back in January. So thankful that she did. I also wanted to check with you about your name up front. I did a little checking and found out that you might have been called Daniel back in your youth. But how long have you been Freebo? It came to me in 1967. It literally came, <laughs> it came on an acid trip. Those, it was the 60s after all. And the person who was our guide, there were three of us who were tripping. The guy who was nicknaming us nicknamed all three of us, and I came out being a fro because I was kind of got growing an afro, and then fro became froby, and froby became freebo, and I was undergoing a metamorphic transformation from the person that, well, I like to say, the person that I was groomed to be to the person that I was meant to be. And Freebo is who I was meant to be, a musician, and, and in a way it gave me the freedom, literally and figuratively, to be who I am, you know, with no attachment. And interestingly enough, I was one of the first single-name people. The only other one I knew besides that was Cher, so way before Sting and all these other people. It stuck, and then I, I really went with it because I felt so much more like him, and I think that's the real me. Look, if I were king, I would say anybody and everybody should be allowed to choose their own name, you know, rather than have to go with the name that's given to them. That's a sentiment I'm after myself. When my wife and I married 22 years ago, we chose a new family name. I said, who are we together? Also, when we got married, you know, as as of our date of marriage, my wife chose a new a spiritual name. So her first name legally is Alethea, although she still goes by the name she had before that, Sandra. So she got a new last name and she got a new first name, and Sandra is now her middle name. So I think it's a very healthy thing to do to find out who we are, because a lot of people end up walking in other people's tracks and don't end up finding their own path. I think that's really what this life is about, is finding out and figuring out, often and almost always through mistakes, you know, who we are, who we're not, and honoring who we are and what our gifts are, and, and also honoring who we're not, and going with it, eventually forging our own path and becoming as authentic as we possibly can. And in order to know Freebo, I think that what we want to do is listen to some of your music. So why don't you start us out with one of your songs for Song of the Soul? Let's start with my personal GPS. It's actually the full title, She's My Personal GPS. And some people think it's about my wife, and in some ways it is, but it's really also about that inner guidance system that I have, that I think we all have. I think we're all born with it, and it speaks to us through emotions. When we're doing the right thing for the right reason, it hardly speaks at all. It just sits there very quietly because it's very content. But when we're going against our higher selves, against our higher purpose, it speaks out through emotions, it speaks out through what I call, it's a dis-ease, a burning, a churning, and a yearning that lets you know that there's something else out there, there's another direction to go. And so, as I like to say in the song, in the middle of it, you know, it's time to recalculate. So, like so many of my songs, it's, you know, it's, it's a message song, but I like to have my messages be somewhat subtle and, and have them cloaked in some very cool music. So this takes a very bluesy approach to the whole thing. And the song is by Freebo. It's called She's My Personal GPS. Let me tell you about my angel, the one you never see, my everyday companion, living deep inside of me. 
She guides me through the trenches She gets me out of every mess She's my Bible, she's my buddy She's my personal GPS Well, she leads me on my journey She leads me to the goal She's always on the money Never leaves me in the cold And every time I listen I wind up being truly blessed She's my Bible, she's my buddy She's my personal GPS I'm at the fork in the road I gotta make a choice much going on I don't heed her voice so I make a wrong turn I'm feeling lost and afraid and I hear my angel calling recalculate well I gotta pay attention cause it's powerful stuff I gotta turn it on and I gotta turn it up Every time I do it You know I'm guaranteed success She's my Bible, she's my buddy She's my personal GPS Play it for me first You bad boy Drifting in the dark Will I ever find a harbor? I don't see it on the chart With some saying no But someone else is whispering Yes, yes, yes She's my Bible She's my buddy She's my personal GPS She's my Bible She's my buddy Crystal clear and Muddy. She's my Watson, she's my Tano, never tardy, always pronto. She's my Sherpa, she's my guide, never runs and never hides. Julie Awesome, she's the best, she's my personal GPS. My personal GPS, she's my personal GPS. Yeah, she is, she's my personal GPS. song for Freebo's Song of the Soul. She's my personal GPS. Obviously a little bit of a twinkle in the eye while saying that, but also the blues, which I think you did a whole lot of blues when you were with Bonnie Raitt. You know, one thing you didn't mention, although it's completely obvious to me listening to your music, is you've got a real strong spiritual strain throughout your music. 
you mentioned blues, but you didn't mention specifically spirituals or that kind of thing. And I, I don't right. know of any recordings of that specifically. But could you lay out a little bit for us your spiritual journey? Where'd you start from religious, spiritually? Well, I was, I, I find a big difference between religion and spirituality. I mean, I, I was born Jewish, I was bar mitzvah. I went to Hebrew school. I was in the synagogue for particularly the high holidays. So uh, I know that whole liturgy. And I always questioned a lot of it, you know, the omniscient, omnipotent God, the vengeant, angry God does so many very weird things in the Bible. So I think what I did is I rejected that whole thing at some point in my life. Like I, said, I always questioned it. It just did not make sense to me, did not make logical sense. And in general, religion can't make logical sense because it's essentially based on, you know, belief. And, you know, my beliefs are usually based off something I can see in front of me. I think I got into spirituality, though, when I first got sober almost 25 years ago and uh, got involved in the 12-step programs because there is a certain spirituality there and, and it brings you into using God. I couldn't say God at first, so it was higher power. So, okay, I can relate to my higher power. That's a part of me that knows better. And bit by bit, I started hearing, you know, terms, you know, like surrender and humility and and things that, that I really could relate to. And then uh, starting to do some personal work, whether it be personal therapy and getting into people like uh, Deepak Chopra and uh, Eckhart Tolle and in the road less traveled, you know, uh, Peck, and, and all those kinds of things, I found there's an interesting junction of all these different spiritual forces coming together, as well as a week that my wife and I spent with an Aboriginal family in the outback of Australia, and their whole concept is oneness, which is uh, no one thing, creature, rock, is any more important than anything else is that everything is there for a reason to support everything else. And that, to me, is what the universe is all about. It works in a beautiful harmony. And in essence, that harmony, to me, is spirituality. We're all part of a spirit, and when we join that, when we tap into that energetic, something that's greater than us, I think that's what spirituality is. And so I find that I bring those concepts into my music they just kind of happen, I started, because it's it's just the way I think at this point. So I don't try and write a spiritual song. I don't think of them as spiritual songs. If they have elements of my particular take on spirituality, great. And if somebody relates to that, that's wonderful. But, you know, so I just show myself to my songs and, and see who relates to them. Well, let's show some more of that side of you by sharing another song. What's up next? Well, I think uh, maybe uh, with that conversation, maybe to the light would be a good place to go with that because, you know, it talks about, first of all, it it puts things in perspective. It talks about uh, looking at the earth from outer space and and how it looks beautiful. And then as we get closer, things get a little more complicated and it becomes pretty much about us and them, which is what Eckhart Tolle talks about in The Power of Now and, and A New Earth and how the ego tends to separate us. It identifies itself through separation. So the course of that is just consider that there is no wrong or right and consider that there is no black or white. There are always shades of gray to help us find our way to the light. I've heard it said The earth looks peaceful when it's seen from outer space Such a pretty place for you and me How do we 
Hear the wisdom of the crickets in the night Singing out of sight from way down here Way down here Where there's only right or wrong Why can't we just try to get along? I've heard it said There's a hundred billion galaxies of light Lighting up the night for you and me We could be Just as peaceful as the earth from outer space Living in a place of harmony Harmony Oh, such a lovely sound Why do we put one another down? Just consider that there is no wrong or right And consider that there is no black or white There are always shades of grey To help us find our way to the light To the light I've heard it said Every culture has a history in stone Dances of their own they like to do Wouldn't you like to be accepted just the way you are? Is that really hard to see? Couldn't we find a way to understand And blow away that line in the sand? Just consider that there is no wrong or right And consider that there is no black or white There are always shades of grey To help us find our way to the light To the light Dee 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 is the song. It's from Prebo's most recent release, If Not Now, When, just released last year. And you can find that on his website, freebowmusic.com. There is, of course, a link to it from nordenspiritradio.org. This is Song of the Soul, a Northern Spirit Radio production. Website, nordenspiritradio.org. With 11 years of our shows for free listening and download, there are links to our guests, plus more info about them. There's a place for 
for comments. Add yours when you visit. And there's a place to donate to this full-time work, supported only by your contributions. But even more important than supporting Norton Spirit Radio is to support your local community radio station. It's so absolutely crucial to the thriving of this country that we have alternative media sources. Community Radio reaches out to the local folks to find their voice. Right on, Brother Mark. (laughs) So for music and for news, dig in your wallet and donate to your local community radio station. Again, Freebo is with us today from Southern California. He's performed not only with Bonnie Raitt. I mean, you've done music with so many people like Crosby, Stills, Nash, Maria Mulder, Kate and Anna McGarrigal, John Mayo, Ringo Starr. I mean, I don't know if there's anyone you haven't done music with. And there's probably one or two, but... I'm sure there are a lot of people, but I'm blessed to have met a lot of these people and gotten to play with them and hopefully put whatever stamp it is I put on their music and make it hopefully a little better. Now, I don't think of all of these people as being, shall we say, spiritually oriented, although maybe they are, and I just haven't encountered that. I mean, I I know about Bonnie Raitt because she grew up Quaker, which is what I am, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I know that side of her, and you went to a Quaker college, for goodness sake. You went to Swarthmore That's right. College. Swarthmore. Yeah. You know, I mean, in terms of the music that I've been around and the so-called spirituality, I think I came to the spirituality on my own, and it found its way into my music once I decided to start writing music Certainly, you know, playing with John Mayall, it was wonderful blues and really enjoyed it. But to me, there was nothing really, you know, spiritual about the music. The songs are the songs, and it's playing the blues and having a good time doing it. And, you know, he's the you know, the godfather of, of British blues and what, what an honor to have toured with him and for a year and played in the record. And that was great. But the so-called spirituality, I think, has found its way into my music as I found my music, as I found myself which actually brings us into If Not Now When, because what that song and the essence of the title of this new record, If Not Now When, is about is I didn't write my first song until I was probably in my mid-40s. I had no desire to write. Uh, Playing bass was simply enough. But my personal GPS, which I spoke about earlier, was calling out to me, had been calling out to me for a long time. It was burning and churning and yearning for something else. And I was busy blaming everyone else for my dis-ease, for my discomfort, until I metaphorically saw the, you know, three fingers pointing back at me, and I went, wait a second, this is on me, and I finally figured out that a lot of what was going on for me was a frustration that I had all these things to say musically, particularly musically, because I hadn't written any lyrics at this point. As a bass player, there was only so much I could say. I only had a very small platform in terms of the entire music. I could affect the music and, and do my piece and hopefully do it well, but I had a lot more things I wanted to say musically. So I made a conscious decision at 45 years old. I need to start writing music. I need to start writing songs. And when I made that decision, I was immediately filled with the fear and the doubt that I might not be able to do it and the blame, you know, everybody. I finally realized that, well, I'm 45 now, and if I don't start now at 55, I'll be in the same damn place. So uh, I did make that choice at 45, and now being way past 55, it's really interesting that that burning, yearning, churning is gone. And it's what I do in a lot of my talks, my keynote concerts, and and, and my speaking, is that uh, we all have a calling. 
and apparently this was mine because you talk about spirituality that that didn't exist in my my language you know in my consciousness really until maybe 20 years ago or so 20 25 years ago so it's all found its way in and then once i started writing it was almost like it was not only letting the genie out of the bottle but it was letting the steam out of the compressed compartment it Ah, it's exactly what needed to come out. It turns out it was my creative child was screaming, screaming to come out. And now that I've let him out, I don't have that burning, yearning, churning anymore. I'm very much at ease because I feel I'm expressing myself. So I'm trying to impart that to others that they might eventually find that same joy by expressing whatever their gifts happen to be. So that's what If Not Now When is really about, and you'll hear it in the lyrics. When I was a young boy, I had these dreams, and time didn't matter, or so it seemed. Now I'm still a dreamer, like I was back then, but time keeps screaming, if not now. Hundreds of heartaches And broken down plans So many what-ifs And what if I can't My fear held me captive Caged in a pen It's time to break free, boy If not now if not now, when? If not me, who? I can't pretend Cause I know it's true I make this vow I swear amen My time is now If not now, when? and blaming It's time to let them go Cause this healing journey It can go so slow But I hear these voices Again and again They keep on calling If not now when If not now
Another gift of music from Freebo, its title track of this most recent album, If Not Now, When. Obviously get some boogie-woogie movement going on in there. Boogie-woogie definitely helps the world move. And what you were talking about just before we played the song, Freebo, that you didn't start writing lyrics until you're already mid-40s. How old were you when you stopped drinking? Well, about 25 years ago, so I was... I'd say about mid forties, right? It was right around the same, right around the same time. That's what I was doing with calculations in my head. I'm saying, so when he stopped medicating with alcohol, that loosened up the tongue to find its words to be said. I don't. Does it, that fit for you? Well, I would uh, close. It didn't as much loosen up the tongue as it did loosen up my mind and my heart, loosened up my spirit, really and force me into what I like to say, in a way, what personal GPS is about. Because like I said, our GPS, that inner guidance system, works on feelings. Feelings are the window to our soul. And by feeling our feelings, that's how we know what's really going on with us. And once I started feeling my feelings, that's when I realized, you know, the discomfort is there. I no longer had anything to medicate the feelings with. I used to smoke a lot of pot, and I called the pot my proverbial aspirin for my proverbial headache. And I never stopped to figure out what the proverbial headache was about until I stopped with the proverbial aspirin. And then I realized that this is a lot deeper than that. So I started feeling my feelings. And like I say, I mean, it's a wonderful gift that we have. Often we're so afraid of our feelings because we don't like to be uncomfortable. We don't like that dis-ease. And this whole society is doing everything it can to medicate that. TV and sports and even acting out, you know, anger, all the stuff that's going on, whether it be in, in Brexit or the, the Donald Trump political movement, the Tea Party. A lot of people who are understandably angry, but it's just acting out the anger instead of at some point going inside. What does this have to do with me? And that's what I found that's really important in my work is that I can't change anybody else. And when I have a feeling of some sort, I need to go inside, feel it, process it, and ultimately do something about it. I noticed, by the way, that If Not Now, When, and also your first song that you shared, She's My Personal GPS, you've got Karen Taylor Good listed as co-writing the song. And mm-hmm. she she's, was my guest, I think, six years ago for a Song mm-hmm. of the Soul. So I have a fairly good sense about her and her connection. Oh, she's wonderful. Yeah, and her connection with Unity. And I I notice that you play and you lead services and such for Unity churches. How much do you connect with that strain of new thought? Well, the spirituality in my music just came out of, you know, my work and ultimately, you know, where life has taken me. 
actually backed me into that whole new thought world. I mean, one day somebody came up to me and said, hey, everybody, you got a couple of songs. I think it would work great in my church. I'm going, church? What? Me playing a church? Well, no, no, no. It's a real progressive church. And your songs have a certain, certain spirituality come in. Well, they'll just send them in and see if they like it. But, you know, actually, they'll, you know, they'll pay a hundred bucks and you can sell CDs. I said, oh, really? That's interesting. And so I walked out after my first time in New Thought Church. I was out by noon. They had paid me a hundred bucks. I'd sold another hundred and fifty bucks in CDs. So I walk out with two hundred and fifty bucks, which is more than I ever made in a bar playing four sets in a smoky bar playing bass. Bunch of people who really listened and liked my music and liked the content of it. And I heard a sermon, you know, a talk that I could totally relate to. I went, oh, this isn't about. For instance, you know, taking Jesus as your Savior and, and everything will be cool. You can do anything you want and you'll wind up in the kingdom of heaven. This is about looking in the mirror and taking care of your own stuff and all about what I consider peace, love, joy, and ultimately music. So once I did that, I said, oh, what, what a great world. So I can add this to my folk world and the Jimmy Buffett world, you know, the parent heads that seem like my music and the blues world. and. So uh, I could say I'm, I'm a hybrid, and I find myself with feet in, in, in many of these worlds, including the new thought world. And speaking of Karen Taylor Good, yeah, she's one of my favorite songwriters, and we've co-written quite a few songs together. In fact, that would lead us into the next song that I co-wrote with her, and that's what love is. I was playing with my guitar one day and came up with this little melody at the end of the melody last night, and went, that's what love is. And then went, hmm, I guess that's the name of the song. And I realized I'd backed myself into a box because if that's the last line, then the line before or two lines before has to rhyme with it. So I thought, what rhymes with what love is? And I thought, you know, what a dove is, up above is, and a glove is. And that was about it. And I said, hmm, none of those are what I want to say. I want to talk about the higher order of love. And so I called up Karen. I said, Karen, I got all the music to this thing. I got the title. I know what the song is about, but I need some help with the lyrics. So... Uh, she came up with some great stuff. And she and I went back and forth on the Internet, and I came up with stuff, and we came up with what I thought was really good, but it was 90%. And she couldn't go any further with it, and I couldn't, but it was my song. And I said, it's not quite right yet. So she said, well, let's bring in Lisa Ashman, who is another wonderful uh, Nashville songwriter and lyricist. So we brought in Lisa, and she just added a couple lines, which to me were exactly what it needed. And to me, that completed the song because, you know, I want every word, every line to be there for a reason and further the song. I love the lyrics of the song. I love what it's saying. I love the music. And ultimately, uh, it won a Posse Award, which is the Unity Grammy, so to speak. And it became uh, my mother's favorite song in the whole world, not just a favorite song of mine, but favorite song of anyone's. And that was quite something because... You know, looking at me now, this is not who I was supposed to be. I was supposed to be a doctor <laughs> in, terms <of> the success, <laughs> in terms of the success path and, and in following my soul path. This is what it became. So for that song to have become her favorite song, for her to have loved it the way she did, and for what the essence of the song is about the you know the true meaning of unconditional love and it really was a perfect ending for our, our 90, well, 99 years for her, close to 70 for me. So it was a, a wonderful way to wrap up the relationship, to seal the relationship with a song. That's what love is. It's so whisper you hear 
In the midst of your fear it's revealing It's a part of the heart And it's just who we are It's so healing It's a power inside Always wins over pride Never judges And it strengthens and comforts us all That's what love is It's the healer of souls Makes the broken ones whole and completed It's what gives you the strength and the hope When you're feeling defeated It's a compass and guide And it won't be denied So we trust it It's the light in the dark of it all That's what love is And it's patient and kind And it's deaf, dumb and blind To the madness It's the ace of the dealer of truth It's the healer of sadness It's a place that you know From so long, long ago And it's free And you feel when it's there Cause you're able to share from your And it takes us all higher And it lifts and inspires all it touches It's the best part of being alive That's what love is And it's patient and kind And it's deaf, dumb and blind To the madness It's the ace of the dealer of truth It's the healer of sadness It's beyond right or wrong And it's not weak or strong It's not winning For the young and the old It's a brave and a bold new beginning It's the peace and the hope It's what helps us to cope It's forgiveness It's the light that will always endure It's eternal and simple and pure That's what love is More gift of music from Freebo to the light. Actually, that was a song that he co-wrote with Karen Taylor Good and Lisa Ashman, and it was recognized with a Posse Award. And too many people likely do not know about Posse Awards, although a few of my past Song of the Soul guests have also received them, and they're well worth learning about. 
because light is my favorite metaphor for the divine, and if we had the time in this broadcast, Rebo, we'd go a bit more in-depth into your religious and spiritual journey, growing up Jewish, your travels among New Thought folks, and your thoughts about Eckhart Tolle and that big three-letter word, ego. But since we're limited, we'll put that discussion out at northernspiritradio.org as a bonus excerpt. Look for it, folks. But for the moment, I want to give our listeners a chance to hear more of your spiritual experience. So I think we'll listen to another of your songs right away, since they are such a deep part of the expression of your spirit. What would you care to share next, Freebo? Well, I would say in that case, the next one in terms of what we're talking about in terms of our finding ourselves through introspection and through the suffering that we go through, you know, I like to put things often on a personal level. So like in I Ain't Running No More, I put it in the first person and hopefully by kind of telling my story, somebody else can relate to it in terms of them. I Ain't Run No More basically kind of recaps the whole thing. I was caught in my confusion, you know, and an illusion of my own. We create our own story. So how do we get out of the box that other people put us in that we ultimately choose to be in and certainly choose to stay in? How do we get out of that? For me, that's my story. Is a, I'm not trying to say I'm perfect, Mark, but I'm better than I used to be, and I know that because I feel better, you know, and people seem to like me more. So, like, I guess I'm doing something right, and I'm going to keep doing it because I don't think you ever get there. And one of the things that you're doing very right is making great music like Thanks. I Ain't Running No More. I ain't running no more, I ain't walking out the door I ain't running, I ain't running no more I ain't running no more like so many times before I ain't running, I ain't running no more I was caught in my confusion, an illusion of my own Paralyzed and staring at the floor a helping hand cause I couldn't understand what all the fight and suffering was for but I ain't running no more I ain't walking out the door I ain't running I ain't running no more I ain't running no more like so many times before I ain't running I ain't running no more I was running on empty I was running like the Confronting, I was running out the door Felt ashamed and I was blaming Just a victim of my own Now I'm done and I ain't running no more I ain't running no more I ain't walking out the door I ain't running, I ain't running no more I ain't running no more Like so many times before I ain't running, I ain't running no more I will dry up the tears of my journey I will face all the fears that I've run from for years I ain't running no more I ain't walking out the door I ain't running, I ain't running no more 
Freebo's website is freebomusic.com. Freebo is F-R-E-E-B-O, freebomusic.com. You'll find the connection. But, of course, the link's there on nordenspiritradio.org. And, by the way, I was going to mention, uh, there's a Quaker I know from the southeast of the U.S. who I met at National Quaker Gatherings. His name, his first name is Free, F-R-E-E, and last name Palazzo, Free Palazzo. And I said, oh, is your, was your mother some kind of a uh, hippie or something prematurely? She named you free. He said, no, actually, he grew up as Fred. But one time he got some mail and they had misprinted his name. Instead of typing Fred, they type free. And he says, wow, that's who I really am. They just got it right for me. And they that's <laughs> great. And, you know, I was wondering about Freebo, if this was other places. Did Have you looked up Freebo in the Urban Dictionary online? No, and, and honestly, man, I, I don't worry about it. It's just, it came to me, it came as a conglomeration, a combination of stuff, and when it came, it just felt right. And it's not even a question of, you know, going into, well, where does it come from, and this and that. You know, it came, and it's who I am. It's like a title of a song. It just feels right, and people seem like kids love it <laughs> for some reason. They go, oh, Rebo. So, you know, it works, and I'm very much a pragmatist, Mark. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it works, stay with it. I was wondering where it might have come from, and I like your description of where it came from better than what these definitions are, but I laughed a lot when I read them. Uh, one says, uh, Freebo, a highly intelligent dude. That- <laughs> That is usually involved in organized crime or making street money. Keeps, oh. <laughs> keeps it chill and cool, but cross his line and he'll stomp your face. Yeah, no, he, he's a character from, I forget what the, it was the HBO show, I think it was. Uh, basically, he, that, that guy, Freebo, was a serial killer. He was a bad dude. And if you want to know the truth, he was actually named after me because I had heard about this character in the show, and years later I found out that the guy who wrote the show, that I had met him through a friend at a party like eight or nine years ago. So for whatever reason, he remembered that name. He remembered my name. <laughs> and when he created this character, he named him Freebo. And it honestly didn't make me real happy. I thought, well, God, if you're going to name somebody Freebo, make him a good guy, for Christ's sake. <laughs> well, and the other in the Urban Dictionary it had for Freebo is... A name for someone when you can't think of their name or are just too lazy to say their real name. Freebo <laughs> Freebo is a gibberish term that is easily used in place of someone else's name. So like uh, uh. I grew up saying, you know, whatchamacallit or mm-hmm. something. Well, Freebo sure. was <laughs> that. So anyway, I, I know it's a digression, but. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like that. Especially that second one. That's really interesting. <laughs> 
Well, we've been talking long enough that I'm going to have to put part of this out on my website as bonus excerpts. So some of our discussion will go out there. So folks, just be aware that there's more of my discussion with Freebull that you'll hear on northernspiritradio.org when you look at the bonus excerpts with respect to this program. But we do want to finish off with one more song. How can we top off your song of the soul, Freebo? Well, first of all, I, I want to thank you, Mark, for calling me and uh, having this stimulating conversation and, you know, for doing what you do, you know, with your program and talking about, you know, spirituality and soul and the songs. And so I'm honored to be part of this. Really, uh, you know, pleasure talking with you. And, you know, great discussion, great questions. And I think it, it leads us to the last of these songs, which is Standing Ovation. That's a song that uh, I'm very proud of. I've got a couple people who are covering the song now. But it's to me, it, the song is really a, it's about an overview of life. We're born and we die. And in between, we live our lives. Most of that life is about our choices, our choices based on the hand that we're dealt, you know. But ultimately, as I say in the second verse, you write your own story as the pages unfold. The way I look at the song is, a look at my life backward from my funeral. What do I want my life to have been like by the time I die? And so in the song, I basically, you know, go to my funeral. And you know, the song originally came to me when I was at a funeral of a friend. And I started thinking of my own funeral. So looking backward from our funeral into present time, that's what my life needs to be about. Not focus on the funeral, but, you know, what do I need to do now to get that? And hopefully that, uh, you know, will allow me to do a better job at being a good human being and honoring the gifts that I've been given and follow the love and, and the kindness. Can't ask for better. Folks, we've been visiting today with Freebo, his website, freebomusic.com, or follow the link from org. I'm so glad that Juliana McDowell connected me up with you, Freebo, and gratified to discover your collaboration with Karen Taylor Good. But mainly, I'm thankful for your personal example of your journey toward wholeness and health and the witness, joy, and guidance that comes through your music. Thanks so much for sharing that with us today for Song of the Soul. My pleasure, Mark. Thanks for having me. And we end with Freebo's song, Standing Ovation. Thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance today, and we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. Standing ovation.
as the pages unfold, but you're never quite sure of the ending. Maybe it's destiny, maybe it's choice, maybe we're all just pretending. In the tale of a lifetime, if it all comes around, and you only receive what you're sending, when I die. A celebration for a job well done No need to cry, it's not my final destination I'll be at the station when the train comes by for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be-